to Stalking Spurs, the podcast that's 40-ish minutes of football-adjacent frivolity. Welcome to our holiday 2021 year-end special. I'm your host, Acid, and here is my co-host, Patty. Hey, Patty, what's up? Happy holidays, Acid. Aren't we so happy? (laughs) (laughs) I know, lots to be thankful for and lots to celebrate at the end of the year. So for this episode... On the agenda is number one in the first half, the gift that keeps on giving. So I'm sure you guys have noticed all of this Spider-Man content, and it it really just, it keeps giving birth to more stuff to talk about. So we're going to cover a few more of these videos featuring both Sonny and Tom Ho-Ho-Holland kind of interviewing each other and fanboying together because it's just super precious. Then at halftime, we're going to dash through our recent awesome performances. And in the second half, we'll come back and we're going to discuss in extreme detail all of the Instagram posts from Spurs players with our families in matching sweaters, matching jammies, with their pets who are also in matching sweaters and jammies in front of their Christmas trees. There's going to be loads to go through, so everyone hydrate and stretch. Loads of posts, but there's only going to be one winner. So stay tuned for that. And there goes the whistle. Cool. First up, oh my gosh, guys, so many videos. So <laughs> we have the links. <laughs> yeah. We, we, yeah, we have loads of content this week. Check out the episode description for the links to the videos that we are going to talk about. First up is Tom Holland interviews Sunny. Acid. There is so much content. I know it's correlated when we're on a high, they give more content. When we're on a low, they lay low. But I wish they'd balance it out because when I saw this crazy outline that you've put together, it is stacked, guys. It's insane. I don't know how we're going to fit this all into 40-ish minutes, but we sure are going to try. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, so quickly check out this video and you will... I think the first thing that jumped out at me at this video was that it's so cool to see people fanboying together or fangirling whatever whatever word you want to use about the team um i think that one of the first things tom and sunny talk about is the puskas goal oh yeah and tom like any fan would ask sunny how many times have you gone back and watched this goal and the answer is exactly what you want it to be (laughs) sunny says too many times i can't even count Sonny seems in awe of his own. No, I mean, who wouldn't be? I think it's amazing because Pushkas just feels like so long ago. And yeah, it was just last season, really. And was it last season or two seasons ago? I don't even know anymore. But it just feels like... What is time during a pandemic era? Not doesn't make any sense. But it makes sense that Sonny is still obsessed over that goal. Because we all are. And yeah, forever. Just going to remember that shit. Yeah, amazing. Oh my god. So, another thing that we learn in this video is Tom seems like a recent Spurs mm. fan. Which we, we we say as an observation, not a judgment. No. We don't judge. No. There's plenty of no. room on the bandwagon for everyone. Yes. Like but me. He, he says he's, he was kind of into rugby, and then he kind of transitioned into football. And then, like, he got super obsessed with Spurs the season that we we made it to the Champions League final. Mm. Which I'm sure he speaks for a lot of fans, Hi, right? Hi, me. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess your fan timeline is the same and then he starts to reminisce and he talks about how he was in LA for the Ajax game and in Bali for the final. Um, yeah, and it's just, it's so it's so cool to hear like a fan's fandom journey, right? That apparently 
is exactly my timeline. I was but in Singapore for both the Ajax game and the final, but I was waking up at ungodly hours, and that was an insane first season. So, Tom, I guess we have one thing in common, well, two things in common. We both love Zendaya, and we are recent Spurs fans, so I love it so much. Who knew we had so much in common? I, I think what really interested me about this entire interview is, number one, wow, Tom Holland, he has good questions. He mentioned that they talked about a bit of the, the Conte cam. So Antonio Conte, who we'll get a bit more into at halftime with Kumbaya Master Toby, everybody is like, I'm scared for the Conte cam because he looks like he's going to have a heart attack. But Tom and, and Sonny seem to like really think that it gives, it gives the team the passion, right? So Tom was like, how much can you hear him on the pitch? The which which is a great question. It's a fantastic question because I've always wondered. And these guys, the managers always look like they're about to like bust a lung from like yelling too much. But Sonny, always honest, always straight to the point, he goes, you can hear a lot, but sometimes you just pretend to understand. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Which I guess aligns with my expectation because you can only, in a stadium where uh, like thousands of people are shouting, you need to shout so much louder yeah. to be heard way across the pitch. So like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I mean, kind of, we know, we already surprised. know that Dyer and Reggie have supersonic eyes, but I guess they also need to have supersonic ears because I don't know how you hear anything above the roar of the crowd. And then there's this just uh, interesting reveal from Sunny where they were talking about schedules and you know how manic it all is. And apparently the team gets performance-based days off. That sounds insane. In other words, if they're not performing well, they have to keep working out. Isn't that counterintuitive? Shouldn't they be resting? But I guess it's fucking working, so keep at it. I mean, this is like, he sounds like a taskmaster and like, hey, it's delivering, so I'm sorry, guys. Looks like this shit is working. Yeah, you know what? If it works for the Premier League, I wish like uh, companies everywhere would also pick this up. <laughs> I'd, I'd love like a day off after a, like a really good day of work. Anyway, also, oh my God, just one last like really cute thing here to show that like all fans are exactly like all other fans. Um, <laughs> Tom asked about the did you get the assist moment. Remember that? That was so cute. And it's so it's so nice to see fans also talk about that. So they reminisce about that moment for a bit and then like Sonny, like his mood changes a bit and he goes, to be honest, I love playing with him. <laughs> him meaning Kane. And you know what? We love you two playing together as well. I mean, obviously we're performing... <laughs> the video abruptly ends at that point and you're wondering why does he just break down? <laughs> Possibly. I mean, I'm breaking down just thinking about it, but I know we're on such a high this season that I shouldn't want more, but I would love a Sonny Kane renaissance of that crazy assist goal assist goal season because i love that shit it's so nice to see them together yeah we didn't just get that tom holland we got more sunny and tom holland acid you want to go into our next video yeah okay so this is just a really quick video and there are a few like super cool highlights you want to talk about here it's the video where tom asks sunny to to match um like specific avengers with someone in the squad spawn con alert spawn con alert Actually, you know, to, yes, yeah. When this came out, I was like, confirm, it's SpawnCon. <laughs> so Tom just like kind of names and describes an Avenger, and then Sonny says who in the squad mm. uh, is that. Um, and the first one is Cap, Captain America. Tom describes him as a born leader, honest, loyal, noble, always dependable. And Sonny says, 
there's only one. A dub. And it's Hugo. Of course. Duh. He's our captain. Yeah. And then I think Tom and they discuss Thor, not afraid to take on a foe to, despite the size. Thor is actually quite nimble and agile in battle. And I love, I love, I love because they dig deep for a, for a fan that is quite new, quote unquote, to the team. Tom Holland just goes, it's got to be Musa. I love it. I love it so much. It, yeah, when they were describing Thor that way, I'm like, this this needs to be Musa. So when Tom said it's got to be Musa, I kind of like, my mind was blown. Fierce. Slightly, yeah. Fierce. Musa forever. Oh, and the last one was a bit painfully awkward. <laughs> but but because it's SpawnCon, you know that this is coming. Finally, they get the Spider-Man. And I don't know. I don't think we need to keep watching to know. I know. Um, we know. That it's it's obviously sunny. But there's not, despite the contrivance, there is a moment here that I find kind of genuine. And I know you're cringing, but to me, it was real. No. Um, so Tom talks a bit about how he feels like if it weren't for his role in Spider-Man, he would never get to meet Sonny, which is well and good, fine. But mm. if you brush that aside, they get to this point where they talk about the first Spider-Man celebration and Tom goes, oh, I wish you'd seen how excited we were when you did that celebration. And I know that Tom is an actor, so even if this isn't true, <laughs> even if this is super set up, he's selling it. But Sonny is not an actor. Mm. And when he says that it was spontaneous, mm. that he kind of just did it, I believe him. Oh, God. I okay. don't know, man. Okay, but there's a whiff okay, of organic okay. here. I mean, to be fair, the debate still stands. We will never get confirmation until Levy comes down or comes up from hell and tells us. So, you know, like, we won't actually know this will forever be a stalking spurs mystery. I think we both win. There are moments of organic feeling and there are horribly spawn conny moments. So we both win. I will give that to us. <laughs> well, guys, it is Christmas. Shockingly, there is this holiday at the end of the year that we celebrate. And Spurs was not about to make us forget that. We get an Instagram video of the boys greeting us a Merry Christmas. Yeah, so this seems super low budget. They just set up a camera <laughs> at the training ground. And as the guys are, are coming out of the dressing room to the training pitch, the director's just like, just give a Christmas greeting, whatever, <laughs> and keep walking. Um, of course, we see Sergio. Yeah, and uh, when we see him, he says, Feliz Navidad yeah. to, the, to the camera, yeah, of course. How else would he greet? Sonny follows him and says, Merry Christmas. And you don't see him say it. But you know it's him because it sounds like him. And you know that he's standing behind Sonny. But Dyer says, how can I follow that? <laughs> and he doesn't because we don't see him greet the camera. I, I love this like acknowledgement that Sonny is just like the youngest kid that just everyone dotes on. And like, I mean, I don't think Dyer's being self-deprecating slightly. I hope he knows we love Eric Dyer. Eric Dyer loves us. But yeah. How do you follow Sunny indeed? And when you're just asked to say Merry Christmas, you're like, what the fuck? That's going to be redundant. But he could have gone Portuguese. I don't know. He could have. Oh, and then he true. would have beaten he out Lucas. So I don't know. We love you, Dyer. Don't, don't be so hard on yourself. Um, and one last thing to say about this is that when Hugo comes out, he, he has a like, super genuinely joyous looking smile. And not him. that everyone else is fake, but there's something about his smile that seems to say, you know what? He must really love Christmas. He does. Or maybe maybe he loves his birthday because his birthday is after Christmas. But yeah, he just looks really happy and I'm, I'm glad he's happy. I love it. I mean, Hugo cannot fake anything and we see that 
in our next video, Christmas charades, which is honestly the most hilarious thing. You can find it on the Spurs YouTube channel. And basically, it's Lucas, Hugo, and Skippy playing a bunch of juvenile games. And honestly, they're giving it their all. I don't know why they make Hugo do these things. Hugo feels like a national treasure. And I feel like this is beneath him. But to be fair, by the end of it, okay, he looks kind of game. But still, you can tell he did not volunteer to do this. But he is a sport. You know who else is a sport acid? Skippy. Oliver fucking Skip is our man of the match for back-to-back -back games. And he is the man of this video. You know he's still, he still sometimes feels like the intern because he's giving it his all. You know when there's an intern and they're just assigned to do something and they're just like, go make photocopies. And he just does it so brilliantly, like arranges it alphabetically, <laughs> gives everybody a copy, makes sure like it's all tabbed. Like he is outperforming everybody. He is so good at charades. Everybody is bad at that, throwing the ring on the antlers thing. Why would he even fucking do that? But not bad. Skippy is giving it his all. Lucas is actually the only one who is good at this antler toss. And like Hugo yeah. is selling it. <laughs> how is he nailing it so much better than everyone else? It's, it's crazy how, how good he is at it. No, I, I love it so much. And I can't wait to see more of these like stupid holiday videos. This is what it's about, guys. Don't, don't half-ass it with the Christmas <laughs> greetings. Give us more of these dorky things. I do miss it. I would love more pairings of new guys and old guys, but I love that we get more Skippy content. And I love that they call him Skippy. I thought we were the only ones calling him Skippy. If That's they, so cute. If we found out they called him intern, I would have exploded. But Skippy is good <laughs> enough. That he's great for us. He's great for the team. We're so excited to see more of him. More videos from Skippy. We love you, Skip. All right. And there goes the bell. We will see you guys at halftime with our Kumbaya master, Toby sports correspondent who will give us all the good news we have been waiting to hear all season see you then see you then and we're back welcome back to stocking spurs we are at halftime and at halftime guys well just a reminder we actually discussed the games and if you can tell by the sound of my voice I am incredibly excited. This is the Christmas gift I have been waiting for ever since I became a Spurs fan. We are joined by Kumbaya Master Toby, our sports correspondent. Toby, Merry Christmas! Yeah, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Prospero Año y Felicidad. <laughs> <laughs> or what is this? We need to learn how to say this in Italian. You know, wonder, for Antonio yeah, right. Conte, who deserves all of the good cheer. Yeah. <laughs> The guy that wouldn't smile is giving us all the fucking reasons to smile because, guys, in the past couple of weeks, so, I mean, yeah, we had that COVID scare. What was that? Whatever. That's in the past. We postponed recording because we're like, fuck, we have no games to play. But those games that we did play, who the fuck had COVID in the team because everybody was on oh, fire. Yeah. Did, did COVID, did is COVID forget? good for us? Because, oh my God. <laughs> Look at this, look at this form. It has been insane. It definitely seems like we benefited from a bit of rest and like getting out of the European Conference League, but yeah. with no shame attached because we didn't have to lose our way out. So that works for me. But so, yeah, yeah, that was a, like a really lucky way out of that to kind of decongest our, our schedule a bit, but not in a shameful way that involves crashing out of like the bottom tier European competition. So I think, okay, so let's go back to the rest. After we had 10 days of rest, we came back against 
against Liverpool in the Premier League. So this is this has been heralded since as the game of the season because it was just it was off the chain. So this was Tottenham Liverpool at home two to a draw, an extremely hard fought one point. Yeah, I thought it was it was a really interesting tactical battle. I mean, what Conte's doing with the three at the back and then the two really aggressive wing backs is is definitely working for us. I think it's bringing out a lot of good stuff in um, both Emerson and Reggie. So that's been really exciting. Uh, it was it was a crazy game, wasn't it? Overall, like I thought, we fought really hard. We pressed them really hard. We moved the ball well and confidently. But yeah, it was it was a good match. Red card controversy aside, because you know there always has to be something. I was just like really laughing my ass off because the most random people got carded, and including Klopp. <laughs> Did I remember that right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, I wonder what he said what that fuck? earned that. <laughs> I mean, I, I hate all this controversy because honestly, I saw some punditry on Twitter that said that this was the most entertaining game of the season. And I have to agree, like usually when we play Liverpool, I am shitting bricks. Not only because I have friends that love them and I'm just like, fuck you guys. We're still friends. <laughs> but the point is, I hate it. I hate it when this comes around. But this time, we fucking delivered. Kane at the 13th minute, Sonny... Wrapping it up at the 74th. Like, I thought it was ours to lose already at that point. But it was, I didn't care because it was just so fun. It really was. And I, I feel like for for so long, we've been frustrated. Like, I've, I've found, I guess, I've found watching us frustrating because I feel like I don't see what we're trying to do. We're moving around, but I don't get the point of all the moving around. But here, things were really gelling and flowing. And I, I you could see, like, a cohesive and really effective attack and it was just it was so it was so good and it was so good to see us play against like a really good team also and kind of uh match them or even kind of maybe deserve more from it than they than they really did one of the things that surprised me was how high a defensive line they were trying to play because as we saw when like we dismantled Southampton last season like that's exactly the type of system that Sun and Kane do best into because they're both so quick, they're like Harry plays the through ball so, so so well. Um, so I was really surprised to see them push up so high on us. Because um, as we saw, like if you jump ahead to the Southampton game, once you sit back on us, we then we can struggle to to crack down like a, a strong set of like ten people sitting behind the ball. So um, yeah, I thought we counterattacked really well, and it was yeah, it was very exciting. I mean, I guess now that you've brought up the Southampton game, maybe we just dive right into that since it's our most recent game and we also had a draw. I think the interesting thing is that I don't know if we're playing just a lot differently now. I mean, obviously, Conte, and we'll talk to him, talk about him in a bit. I just said talk to him as if we had him on the program. Yes. And you know what? <laughs> maybe he's just outside. I'm going to let him in. Our producer um, has him waiting. <laughs> he's the one waiting. No. <laughs> but, you know, like all our games, I mean, apart from uh, our EFL game, We've had red cards on their end. And it's like, it's kind of wild. Like, how are we now, how are we attacking so differently? How are we built, like, positions so differently? We're forcing them these errors that are like, that would normally be us getting carded. And I just feel like, wow, it feels like a brand new team. So Southampton, obviously, we came from a high. And then suddenly, like, ooh, a draw at Southampton, who we have played in the past, the very different results. Um, but we got a penalty from Kane, and then I think there were a lot of just, like, disallowed goals, which was fucking annoying. That was very frustrating. Oh, 
my god. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. We've been shouting at the TV a lot in past <laughs> games, but I think with this game, we, we took it to a new level. It was just, it was incredibly frustrating. We had, I think, three disallowed goals. So there's hmm. one from Benny, one from Kane, and one from Son, and all disallowed, I guess, for various reasons. I think, or offside, were they all offside? I can't remember now. Uh, one from Offside. Doherty, right? From oh yeah, sorry, a, Doherty. Yeah, mm. foul called on uh, against the uh, the goalkeeper, which was yeah, just baffling. And I mean, it's not even a VAR problem in that regard because Anthony Taylor just makes the wrong call, and once he makes that call, then VAR can't oh, like revisit it, I guess, unless it's a clear and obvious error. But which it definitely seemed to me because there was definitely no foul on the keeper when when the goal was scored, but. Yeah, over yeah, it was it was really good. I thought Southampton played really well as a team. Mm-hmm. I really liked them. Yeah. They played really KWP. aggressively in yeah, the midfield. KWP. Yeah, and but they they have that kind of defense where especially in the middle of the park, you feel like every time you've received the ball, you're going to have about half a second before you get absolutely crunched. And it's that kind of aggression that ended up with Salisu getting a pretty early yellow card, like a justified mm. yellow card. And, uh, and then getting sent off. So, yeah, it's kind of high risk, high reward. But What I wanted to call out, Toby, is that, sure, like, I think with Liverpool, we were like, holy shit, we drew. Amazing. Fun game. I think for this one, there was a little bit of frustration, naturally, given the crazy calls that we've been getting. But also, what I really liked was the post-game feeling. They were still like, no, like, we're frustrated, but we'll go again. Like, it felt like there was no, it didn't feel fraught. I didn't feel like, ah, fuck. Because we did play quite well. And it's like, I think that's what matters at the end of it. That, sure, we didn't get all three points. We should have all the bad calls anyway. Like, we knew we got that. And that's, I think, a really strange feeling to me. I'm like, holy fuck. Why am I feeling in this way? And because, I mean, the schedule's been so packed. They played like two Mm. days ago. A team, mm-hmm. Southampton, that's only like lost once or twice at home. So they're a good side in their own house. So it's definitely it's definitely a pretty good result in a really packed schedule, especially with when you don't, don't get the luck with the referee and that kind of thing. So yes. definitely a lot of positives. And I know this is a Spurs podcast, but I guess this technically counts. But it's just so nice to see KWP really shine at Southampton. Yes. Like he He's barely thriving. had any, right? We were like, I mean, this is not, when I say we, I mean the manager and the team were really not getting the best of him. And it's so nice to see these switches because we got fucking Hoibe out of this, right? That was a switch from what I remember. Like, holy fuck, they both just like shine now and I'm like so happy for everyone. Yeah, every game I've seen of theirs, he's not just like part of their win. He's like instrumental in it. Like he's often assisting. It's so nice. But anyway, you know what's nicer? Uh, fucking winning against um, West Ham and Crystal Palace, definitive wins, crazy fucking goals. Hashtag thanks Jesus indeed, Lucas Mora. You score nice goals. <laughs> you do. Oh my God, I'm so happy for this Morrisons. I'm not even sure if it's if it's fair to call it that because he's always been amazing, and I think the whole world is just seeing it more now. <laughs> Toby. What did you feel in these games? Because like I feel like I'm just gloating now, and I think I'd rather hear it from like a person that actually watches it technically, and not just me like yelling <laughs> at my TV, being like, "Oh my god, we're the best!" <laughs> I th- I thought like the Liverpool game is one of the best of the season. I think the West Ham game is one of the best of the mm. season too, because they're a very very good side. I'd have to admit we were a little lucky that Antonio wasn't on the field because last time we met, he gave us a really hard time as well. 
Um, so yeah, this was a really good game. Hugo absolutely pulled it out of the box as well and had some incredible saves um, and some really brave runs. There was one, a late one, I think it was Jared Bowen who had an effort on goal and, and Hugo kind of jumped on, jumped on it. So uh, yeah, really, really good effort. And Stevie Bergwine, he's back? What? I'm, oh, man. <laughs> he was I excellent. I mean, doing exactly what you would have hoped when he first arrived, which is picking up the ball in the final third and, like, quickly beating one or two people and playing a dangerous ball in. So, yeah, he he was excellent. On that goal, too, that he partnered up with Hoybier, he who made, like, every week shows a new dimension to his game, and he had a lovely give-and-go to set up Lucas on that second goal. So, yeah, what can't he do, that man? Nothing. Hoy Bay makes my heart beat. Skip a beat. You know, <laughs> yeah. so like, yeah, he does everything. Um, and then finally, obviously, uh, Crystal Palace, our massive clean sheet, 3-0. Beautiful that we got it at home. I can't imagine the, being in that crowd. I mean, I'd be fucking scared because, you know, Omicron and all that. But like, apart yeah. from that, <laughs> the, the, the place felt electric. And Kane, yeah. Lucas, Sunny. Everybody just bringing their A game. What the fuck? That was amazing. And that really was. Hashtag thanks Jesus. Like, that is the Christmas gift we have been waiting for. Oh my God. Christmas gift to Spurs fans and birthday gift to Hugo. It was his birthday on that day and he kept a clean sheet. I'm so I'm so happy for him. Happy birthday, Hugo. <laughs> I know, well, I know I mean, you guys listen to this. So from Stocking Spurs <laughs> to, to the Larisse family, happy birthday. But yeah, wow, what a joy to watch. Oh my God, I was so it was so good to see it. I think, yeah, and one of the most exciting goals, I think, was Lucas just, like, becoming a transformer and, like, leaping <laughs> through the air, like some sort of jet plane. And then, yeah, over a guy, like, quite a bit bigger than he was and just the dedication, like, every pundit was full of praise for that one because that showed real tenacity. Yeah, and he said in the post-match interview, like, I'm not, like, I'm a, I'm not a big guy. <laughs> <laughs> but he just you watch the video and it's like he jumps to like a like a height that you think should be impossible <laughs> and then travels forward also in a way that you think should be impossible humans can't fly but i think for for a few seconds there lucas did the way his role has changed as well like where it's clear that conte wants him picking up the ball in the in the middle of the park like in the attacking half of the center circle because when he gets it there, defenders, like, honestly start to panic because the way he runs at them, like, they cannot bring him down or stop him without fouling him. So he's such a threat when he picks up the ball in that part of the park. I mean, Asa just said it, it's the Morrisons. But really, before we get into what to expect ahead in the new year, guys, I guess, is it time we acknowledge Antonio Conte and the work he's done right before we bring him in, you know, for that segment? <laughs> Like, wow, I, I will admit, I was a skeptic. I felt bad with how Nuno was let go. I'm still, like, you know, skeptical because of the entire Mourinho and what he brought and what he didn't deliver. But then here comes this Italian man that doesn't smile and is giving me every fucking reason to just grin through this season. So what the fuck? What, is, what has Quante done apart from getting rid of all the condiments? Because it is working. <laughs> I, I don't want to jinx it, but it's amazing. His passion definitely seems to help. Son, in an interview, was talking about it and how infectious it is when the manager believes on the sideline and like is really showing his love of the game and, and his enthusiasm and his belief in the side that like that can really pick you up when you're on your kind of last legs at the end of a long game. So 
I mean, that I think that definitely plays a big part of it. And I think we have like what two, three new players, kinda like, like we have Emerson, we have like a couple others. Sorry, I don't know who you are. I know there's that blonde um, replacement to Joe Hart. I know him, and there's the guy who looks Argentinian but probably isn't. I know them. I know them by <laughs> face. I can't tell who they are. We've also had new people come in in the Mourinho era. I don't know. Is it too early to attribute it to Conte? Because it's the same fucking guys. It's the same set of guys, literally. I'm just, I'm a big ball of love right now. Antonio, now is the time to uh, soak this all in because we're all quite happy. Yeah, and it's, it's just really good attacking football too. And I think that's always part of what we want to see, apart from just the results, which are fantastic. We want to see that self-belief and a team that's willing to fight and attack and not give up. So that's been, yeah, that's been super positive. And I hope we can maintain this positivity because looking ahead, guys, we are looking at Watford on New Year's Day, Chelsea on the 5th, and the EFL Cup. Oh my gosh, guys, why did we draw them? But anyway, and then finally, Morecam on Jan 9 for the FA Cup round 3. So again, a busy first week into the new year. I know that there's only one Premier League game, so I guess... Scoreline predictions, points predictions. Asin, we'll always start with you. <laughs> you know what? Considering our recent form and this this high that we're on, I will say maximum points. <laughs> Answer is always the same. Reason is always different. Nice. But this time, yeah, maximum points. I think, sorry, Sissokes, and sorry, Danny Rose. We're going to have to beat you on New Year's Day. Sorry, Chelsea, but we're the star of, the show, of our own show here. <laughs> no, we're going to get three points from that. And sorry, Markham, I know there's the magic of the FA Cup, but unfortunately, the magic is ours. And so will the three <laughs> points. Yeah, Toby, how are you feeling about Chelsea? Ooh, I think that's going to be a really, really good match as well. I'm intrigued. I think it's going to, because unfortunately, they always seem to have a step up on us in terms of commitment to the, like, the draw and commitment to these derbies that we have, they always seem to come out with a little bit more fire in their bellies than we do, at least the last couple times I've seen this matchup. So I think, I don't know, I don't know if we need to get a bit feisty with it and maybe pick up a couple yellow cards to bring ourselves into the into the match, just like they did at the Battle of Stamford Bridge. I mean, we need to go ready to crack some heads, I think. Toby, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know who told me this. I think Acid told me this, but was Conte a Chelsea manager at one point? Yes. Sorry, I'm gonna. I know you asked Toby this, but I'm gonna jump in. Uh, yes. So the reason for Chelsea's recent, most recent Premier League success has been Conte, and now he's with us. So <laughs> what? <laughs> I know this yeah, is I think the wild. last time I... they won the Premier League was with Conte. Oh wow! Yeah, but they've had a little bit of a slide in the Premier League as well. Chelsea, they, uh, I think, over their past like five, six games or so, they've been struggling a bit for form. So really, anything can happen. I mean, you look at Man U against Chelsea a few days ago. It's a really testing time, I think, with the busy schedule and the COVID challenges. Like, it's going to depend a lot on team chemistry and momentum and squad depth and that kind of thing. So I think we've, I think we've got the goods to do that. And it, the door really is open. I love this positivity. And with that, we want to thank Kumbaya Master Toby, our sports correspondent, for joining us for the last time in 2021. But guys, you will see him in 2022 because, my God, I think we're on a roll. (laughs) (laughs) We're on a roll. Thanks, Toby. My pleasure. And you're back. Welcome to Stalking Spurs. We're still here. And we are at the second half. Yep, the whistle is right there. And this time, guys, 
We're not even going to pretend. There is nothing else in the second half except for your favorite segment. When I say your, I mean mine favorite <laughs> segment of the episode. It is BB of the Week. And why is it? Why are we just devoting all our time in the half, second half to this? Guys, it's Christmas. It is the season that gives us all the babies came out to play and nobody is just like, everybody is vying for that coveted title in the Christmas season. And Acid, you want to kick us off. Totally, yeah. Everyone really brought their A-game for the Christmas posts. <laughs> and we're starting with an incredibly strong post here from the Mora household. So check this link out in the episode description. It is a uh, like a co-post. What is the term for this? <laughs> from both Lucas and his wife, Larry. Uh, as you would expect, it's a family photo and everyone's wearing the same jammies. Are these custom? So Are these from MS? We don't care. It's very cute. So they're all in this, like, what What do you call this pattern? Is this a tartan or is plaid. this plaid? It's a Christmassy yeah. pattern. And this family is sitting on the stairs um, in a really cute hug. Christmas greeting, along with a Christmas version of the Thanks Jesus hashtag, <laughs> which says, Feliz Aniversario Jesus. I mean, if there's any time to thank Jesus, I guess it's on his birthday. And you know what? Thank you, Jesus, indeed. We move on to our next household, the Vertonghen fam. And honestly, I will never be over this family. Jan is forever in our hearts and minds. And I was so glad he posted this because he posted his Christmas photo late and I was scared he wouldn't make it to the recording, but he did. So it is captioned, couldn't organize it any better, ellipsis, Christmas tree emoji. And guys... You know how some people can get their kids to pose? Well, the Vertonghen family isn't that family. In this photo, we see it's very candid. We have Jan in looking very handsome in an all-black ensemble carrying his youngest son. His daughter's face is jammed up to his son's foot. I know, guys, this sounds <laughs> insane, but you just have to check out the, the description, the links in our description, because you will see the chaos here. You have his wife trying so hard, looking so lovely in her velvet skirt dress. And she is trying to carry her, their second child, their son. And is that, yeah, that's the son, right? Yeah. And he is not having it. So she's mid-lift, so lifting from the hips, trying her best and just like, wow, this is chaos. I love their tree. I see that their TV is just on the floor. I love that so much. This is just like pure real, you know, realness and only the Vertonghens can bring that. I love yeah, I that. love it. I love this chaos. I kind of want to print this photo and put it in my house, even if it's not my family. I just love this photo. It's so good Why and not? it's so real and it's so relatable. And we know that Jan is the king of relatability. Because, oh my God, this past week, we need, this, we need to talk about this even for just a bit. But on Twitter, he, uh, he, he tweeted about how The Office is the best show ever and he's not going to listen to any <laughs> counter-arguments. It's a statement. It's not a question. He was not inviting no. engagement no. or discussion. No. That's it. And we thought that was... That's actually, it. no, we thought that was it. But days later, on his that Instagram, in the stories, he asks people, um, The Office UK or the US? So he's not over it. He's not over it. He's such an uncle. He likes crypto in the office. Like, what is this finance, bro? I love it so much. Jan, you handsome devil, you. I love your interests. I also love his kids so much. We just get this, like, I, I'm just inserting it in here because I can't help it. There was this Instagram story. It's gone now, obviously. But he was just posting his family. So his, his younger daughter, his daughter and his son um, were, like, skateboarding. 
and they were just like, what? Like skateboarding or skating, I, I forget, but they were in action, and you're just like, I love this active family. At the end of the uh, all or nothing thing, he was saying how he wanted to stay in London because his kids loved it there. And so anytime I see his kids smiling and thriving in the beautiful Portuguese summers, it, it, it gives me so much joy. And yeah, Merry Christmas to the Vertonghen fam. They are amazing. They totally are. And from like, I guess, naturalistic and relatable, we go to like styled within an inch of their lives. Check out this post from Paulo Gazaniga. So there, there's not... To me, there's nothing relatable about this. They've obviously hired someone to build this set, to create this <laughs> fantasy world of Christmas. And they've hired a photographer to capture this, this moment. But it's beautiful. Sorry, I, I, don't, I don't say this with any snarkiness. You know what? Feel your fantasy. If this is your Christmas fantasy and you have the resources to make it happen, go for it. But it really looks like, it's almost like a Vogue spread or something, the way it's treated and the way it's styled. But it's it's Paolo with his wife and their dog and their super, super cute baby in a really great outfit. It's it's a perfect photo. He posts it with the greeting, Merry Christmas to everyone. Feliz Navidad para todos. And what I really like here is that the first comment is Sanchez greeting him of and his course. family as well it's nice when you check out the I comments because you know who's yeah. actually friends in real life you know who's friends yeah. exactly or who's just really active on social yes, actually, um, speaking of people stuff. active on socials so we get Sanchez. so Sanchez commenting on paula gazanix but he's also posting and he and daniela his his wife have posted the same thing it is just this incredibly incredibly cute photo of the entire family in matching sweaters as one would also a totally made up set i am all for it it's a bunch of christmas bags it's salvi still his neck is missing we still have not found it i never want to find his neck i hope to <laughs> never discover that this child has a neck because he is so cute without his neck and his little tiny sweater looking really nice and smiling and i love it so much and to this post we see mr social media himself sergio region commenting with two heart-eyed emojis i mean how can you not how can you not love this cutie salvi I love you. Cute. Super cute moment. From one super cute moment to another. So, okay, let's let's visit Rachel Peters' Instagram page. Uh, if you don't know who Rachel Peters is, uh, Rachel is Ryan Mason's wife. Um, and we know from like past posts that, that they are really, really good friends with Harry and Kate. Yeah, and this is a sweet photo, and I really like it. And it's a picture of um, their two kids posing in front of the tree but I find I find the I I get the intent behind the caption I'm just finding it a bit awkward she says can you believe we made them Ryan ate Mason which is sweet but I also find is that like weirdly like sexual for Christmas post yes of your kids yes they're gonna see this when they learn how to read they're gonna see this and i know yeah duh like that's how babies are made but like those are those things that as a as a kid you know but you don't want your parents to talk about or remind you of i never i never want to know but yeah sweet the pictures are precious just just don't look at the caption or think about it too long but the the pictures are really (laughs) truly cute and uh kate kane her bff comments saying mini rach and mini mace 
Aww, he calls him Mason Rage. Oh, I love it when you see all these little nicknames they have for each other. Good job. Yeah. I mean, that's not the only weirdly sexual thing going on this Christmas, Acid. <laughs> yeah. There's more. There's more. So check out Josephine's um, Instagram, Josephine's Hoybeer's wife. And this is a really nice photo. It's just the hand placement just feels really awkward for me to look at. <laughs> is it just me? Is it just me? It's, it's a bit it's awkward. It's not you, girl. Anyway, it's I'm not going to describe went. it. Just... Look at, click through, look at this Instagram post. And just, just like kind of check out what's happening. Where's your hand? (laughs) The thing is they could have cropped it. They could have cropped it. They chose not to. This was intentional. They wanted us to draw our eyes there. And well, you know what, girl? Mission fucking accomplished. Now that we know that Hoibs is the man to, you know, not crop his photos, but also to wear a suit on Christmas, it's super nice. We see the Hoibie family standing in front of their tree with their adorable daughter who just makes the best faces. This girl is adorable. Side note, there was this really cute Insta story, I think, of his daughter at, like, the club bathroom. I guess it was a game, and she was just, like, dancing her ass off and, like, a daddy like, it was so cute. They're so cute. But yeah, it's a, it's a typical cute family photo. Um, but we get so cool commenting on it. I love it. You are, you know, taught in him through and through forever. So he says something in French, which I, of course, don't want to even attempt to read because you will all make fun of me. So instead, thank you, Google Translate slash Acid to say, to you too, J-M-A-C, my boy, which I'm guessing is Joyo Muel. I have no clue. I, I don't know. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I know that he's also greeting him and is calling him my boy. Is my only takeaway here. My boy. My boy. Love it. Love the hoibies. Uh Speaking of uh, French language greetings, <laughs> French households, um, um, we move on to the Larissa's. Check out this post from Marine. Actually, it's a, it's a multi-photo post and everything in it um, is just precious. So it's the, the family posing in front of their tree, which looks gorgeous. But I think what, what super of jumps course. out at me here is that is that Hugo looks like genuinely happy. And I think we touched on this yeah. a little bit in the first half. So he must really he must be one of those people who just really, really likes Christmas and like Christmas gives him life and stuff like that. Or maybe it's his birthday. <laughs> but whatever it is, he looks so happy to be with his family. His kids are also incredibly cute. It looks like, I don't know, are they pulling each other's hair here? Are they wrestling? I don't know what's <laughs> happening, but it's very cute. They're also so huge now, like insanely huge. We see this other um, video. Thank you, Marie and Yuris, you wonderfully, wonderful Wagyu. <laughs> Not Wagyu the steak, but the Wagyu. She posts this multi-story photo post. I think it's just like photo dump of Christmas and the last games. And we see her kids running towards Hugo after the game. And it's just so cute. Like, Daddy! And they are, like, charging towards him. And it's just so cute. Like, Leandro is now large enough to run and not stumble down the halls of the town. Like, what? I feel old. I love it. That's so cute. He's so big. They're all growing up so fast. I just want to take a moment here to... I I don't know how long this has been the case, and I don't know if I'm just really slow to, to get this, but... I love that the wags are verified. They have the blue ticks yes, beside girl. their names. Kate got it early, from what I know. But Marine is quite recent to the to the. At least I haven't noticed it until recently. So yeah, yeah. I think looking at her profile was when I noticed it, and then I checked out a few other wags, and Larry has it as well. So I'm wondering, like, oh. what is the what like 
how do they do this? What started it? And also, is there, like, are there WAGs, non-verified WAGs that are, like, applying and fighting to be verified too? Like, the, the ones that don't have ticks, do they just not care? Or are they in the process of getting them? I just, I just want to know. Do they, do they apply through the Spurs PR team? I don't know. Mm. But this is super interesting. And we would love to know more. Yet another stalking Spurs mystery. For more mystery, speaking of, guys... I've mentioned him before in his cuteness, and I guess I wasn't the only one because I discovered Emerson Royale, is he like an uncle or does he have a child? Because there is this child. The child is quite big now because the child has his own Instagram account. And it seems to be being reposted by Emerson Royale a lot. He looks around the same age as Kai Sissoko, also known as Musa's first child, um, who isn't Lily. And they look around that same age. I'm like, damn, these boys be starting early. But yeah, cute, cute, like, dad-son moments or uncle-nephew moments. I'm confused. I don't know. I need to research this more. We would love to find out. So if you guys know, does Emerson Royale have a child or is he just a really fun uncle? Yeah. I don't know. I'd like to know. I'm kind of falling for him. So it would be good to know if I want to be a stepmom <laughs> or just an aunt. You yeah, know? That's true. Just it's tell me. Good information These to have. important facts. <laughs> anyone has the info hit us up next we're gonna hit up the morgan household we're gonna cross the pond and we're gonna go to america to visit charlie morgan um this first post is all right traditional christmas post in front of the christmas tree uh mom and dad posing with their baby but charlie morgan is just giving the three best possible faces a baby could possibly give in this situation just you know flip through the three photos and enjoy it's just, it's super cute. Like, is this, obviously she, she so knows cute. this isn't a smile. <laughs> I love her. I do. I super love her. Oh my God. This is another photo. I'm gonna, I keep saying this and I know I'm starting to sound really creepy, but I'm going to print this photo out and hang it in my house. <laughs> so for the record, guys, Asset is now going to print the Vertonghen family photo <laughs> and the Charlie Morgan photo. I would love to see a photo of this mantle when you print it out because it's actually going to be quite cute to have them on your mantle like you guys were related because we technically are anyway. <laughs> yeah. is, it, is it cute or is it creepy? We don't know. Actually, another both. photo vying for a place on my pretend mantle is is this next one also from Alex Morgan. Um, and this is, I don't know if this is Christmas morning, but this is the fam again <laughs> in matching uh, Christmas-themed onesies. And it's just, it's really love sweet. It. It's a selfie and it's cute. And I love it. And Merry Christmas. And also, congratulations for winning our Christmas edition BD of the Week. It's our most stacked field to date and you have emerged as the winner. I love it. Congratulations, Alex Morgan and Charlie Morgan, obviously, the baby of the week. Guys, there goes the whistle. We have reached the end of the second half. We want to thank everybody for all the support they've given us this year, 2021, guys, we're almost there, almost 2022, and we'd love to see you guys in the new year. So if you're not following us on our socials, at Stalking Spurs on Instagram and Twitter, we update stupid shit, and we'd love to hear from you over there. Also, if you haven't liked, subscribed, and shared our podcast with friends, what are you waiting for? We are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. But really... It's been a wild ride. Thank you, Antonio Conte. Thank you, Jesus. And thank you to the team for bringing us all the lovely joy in 2021. And we'll see all of you in 2022. Come on, you Spurs.